welcome back to Cinema Gems, and as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral, and as always, we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown, so come find us. Yes, video stores still exist somewhere out there. And of course, guys, the munch, munch, munch you hear in the far background is, of course, the fantastic Miss Frida, and the gnawing with a soft G on his jackalobantler is, of course, the Honorable Tesla. But, of course, the illustrious Buttmeister is here. How's it going, buddy? Hi, everyone. Thank you, Admiral. Uh, and, yeah, it's the Buttmeister here, and your ears aren't broken. I am on a different microphone. I have finally retired the same microphone that I have been using on this show for the last however many years I've been on it. Uh, and we finally wow. upgrade a little bit. So if the sound of my voice sounds a little cleaner than usual, I'm sorry, I think. It's been five years. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. But welcome back to Cinema Gems, everyone. We are a show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the stuff they love, sometimes begrudgingly, like today. What are we watching, Admiral? Okay, so I have to tell the listeners, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So technically, I haven't seen the last 20 minutes of this movie. It's not my fault. <laughs> Technically, it's not my fault. Who takes a movie off in the middle of the month off of streaming? I'm sorry. Am I uh, right? Basically, what had happened was uh, when it, first off, it was the Admiral's idea to watch the the movie The Mutant Chronicles, uh, released in what 2008, 2009. Uh, uh, okay, so that's where it also gets technical. 2008 in the well. UK, so, 2009 in the US. Correct. Yeah. So that's what we're going by. We're going by the U.S. VOD North American release. And this movie also, was streaming on Peacock until yeah. literally yesterday. Yes. Uh, I think at like 2 or 3 in the morning. Um, now, the Admiral employed... So yeah, a, go for it. Go for it. I'll let you explain. I, got, I watched a good hour and 28 minutes. And the movie's an hour and 48 minutes. And so, yeah. So I haven't seen the last 20 minutes. So it's up to the butt maestro, and of course this is with a giant grain of salt because if the if the tables were turned, I would I would expect the same. I would do the same for him. It's up to him to tell me and you, the listeners, how do the movie ends. I will do how my best to recall. It, I say recall. I have the Wikipedia page right in front of me, and it was a very basic ending. Which, Look, the, the problem with Here's the thing. First off, in the Admiral's defense, uh, he employed a strategy that we encourage the listeners to employ with so many of the movies we review, and I employ the strategy as well all the time, which is kind of breaking a movie up into chunks to make it feel less like a chore. You you know, you're, you're imposing your own intermissions. That's usually totally yeah. fine. It just happened to yep. work out hilariously this one time. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, so, like so, the Admiral... By the way, for all the listeners yep. out there, I will finish this movie, the last 20 minutes, when it comes out back on streaming. The second it's available on another I've streaming literally... service. You know what? I'm going to try to find the DVD of this and send it to you. <laughs> okay. Right. Just so you can finally okay. watch the last 20 minutes it. of it. All right. So, it's the 28th century? It is the year 2707. Uh, and yeah. the Admiral may or may not have mentioned this movie in its lore is actually based on a uh, 
a role-playing game. Paper and pen and game. Basically a tabletop role-playing game. Something that came, uh, that might or might not have been the inspiration for Warhammer 40k. At least it certainly feels like it. Uh, uh, in the game... I'll check that. I'll do research. The game is essentially uh, four major companies that have all rule you that all rule humanity in certain ways and expand across the galaxy and it's strategy conquering kind of game with some mutant aspects in there uh basically they they discover a 10th planet in our solar system this is back when we included pluto uh and crypt a seal on that planet that unleashed some uh, darkness that awoke mutants and some stuff in this movie, uh, there was a machine that came from space 10,000 years ago that mutates people into barely intelligent, killing things known as mutants. Uh, anyone following along that is a massive 40K fan, which, by the way, good night, Dead Tom. Good night, Dead Tom. Um, okay, cool. So technically, you're right. Technically... Anyone who's a huge 40K fan will be able to draw the the uncanny similarities between what feels like a very kind of religious military state i'm thinking imperial guard and ecclesiarchy yep. going against these mutant things uh that are very gene stealer cult like if again 40k fans where, where y'all at um, um so technically it is a miniature war game much like 40k and uh craig Sheely, i don't know uh, I think is he the creator of it? Um, Possibly, it looks like it. Okay, cool. He this is this is to quote him. Okay, he said that he reviewed Mutant Chronicles uh, for Pyramid Number Six in March and April of 1994. I'm assuming that's a magazine, probably. Yep, it's a gaming magazine. Uh, that Mutant yeah. Chronicles looks like it can and will accomplish what Warhammer 40K failed to do which is to provide an interlinked game background between several games, including bringing a role-playing game into the mix. Okay. Interesting concept. Uh, and yeah. just like this movie, interesting concept. Yep. Not executed super well. Um, the, essentially, the movie opens with a trench warfare siege where our main characters who are dressed in what looks like a mix of World War II British and American kind of helmets and garb and stuff with some vaguely steampunky looking weapons. I thought of WW1. I thought of WW1. Somewhere between the two. I think they were really trying to blur the line. Yeah. AKA use, you know, scrounge up whatever you can find in props. Basically everything is steam powered now because Earth's natural resources are depleted right you have a very vaguely allies forces going up against a very vaguely german forces maybe not so vague when the subtitles say shouting in german which, which by the way i love that i love that across the globe there are three sanctions and i'm just like of course there are of course there's three sanctions okay cool we have the east the west and america of course of course. Okay. There are essentially four corporations that rule the world: Capital and Bauhaus, 
Uh, and those are the two that are fighting in the bis- in this beginning scene. And the uh, our our main guys, our big air quotes allies, shoot off a big artillery round, and it perfectly hits the center of this giant seal in the middle of the battlefield that shatters and then unleashes waves of mutants. Yep. Uh, and absolutely messes them up. Messes everyone up. And you want to talk about the cast with Thomas Jane, Ron Perlman. I love Thomas Jane unironically. The first Punisher movie I absolutely love. Is it schlock? Yeah. Is it fun? Also, yes. Uh, and then you got Ron Perlman. Oh, my God. He looked like I a love baby Ron Perlman, in this but movie. Why did, why did they make him fake an Irish accent? I don't know. Why? They could have just had him speaking Gaelic when he needed to speak Gaelic and then not fake an Irish accent for, you know, part of every scene. So, so, so Because for the in listeners... every scene, he gives up on the accent. So for the listeners that don't know this, um, me and the Bub sure live in and outside of time and space of this podcast. And we had a conversation yesterday uh, when I <laughs> called him and told him, hey, um, I can't watch the movie. Uh, this is my gym rating. And his response is, that's probably right. And then we started talking about Ron Perlman's Irish accent. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's save this for the podcast. But basically, guys, the butt maestro said it best. He would, uh, Ron Perlman would forget about his accent in between takes. He was like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be Irish? What? What's yeah. going on? He, he never fully committed to that particular bit. And Otherwise, John, John Malkovich great. is in it for like two seconds. I, yeah, I wish I would have gotten more of John Malkovich, seeing as he is in the poster and the trailer and the main opening shot of the movie and the thumbnail when it was you know available on Peacock before they added a paywall. Um, and oh, and don't for let's don't forget Sean Pertwee, uh, the the third Doctor's John Pertwee, his son is in this movie, um, and basically he he kickstarts the entire thing he basically goes up to thomas jane he's like mike you gonna take care of me girls and thomas jane's like yeah, yeah. sure whoever survives sean pertwee dies so now he has to take care of the girls so basically they have to i remember i've, I've seen this part guys basically they have to go on a suicide mission to they, they assemble a team aka yeah. your your players at the table yep you know, right right after the one player who was suckered into this first and used as a test dummy, aka Thomas Jane's character, kind of like has his prologue that segues into, okay, now we need to assemble the team. Yep. Uh, and it's very stereotypical. It might as well be Suicide Squad. The no, first that's exactly one, not the good one. That's exactly what I thought of. I thought of D&D Suicide Squad mashup. That's it's exactly 100% what, what it is. Uh, that That so is a thousand percent what go... it is. They gotta they gotta go over here and then in route there's a there's a kamikaze mutant that takes a hold of a plane for some reason. Yeah, these things can barely walk straight. They can't talk. You're telling me they can fly aircraft. Really? That is that to me. It's that a was, bit of a leap. That's very big suspension of disbelief. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? They can barely tie their shoes. Thank you. How they, can th- this... how how can he drive with a knife hand? How can you drive with the knife hand? 
so right now we're we're kind of scratching the surface on what I think is the most infuriating thing about this movie, and that is every scene hints at something really awesome that could have been explored, but never is. This scene hints at these mutants are a lot more intelligent than they seem. That never comes into play. The rest of the movie, they're cannon fodder. And so then they got to go down this elevator shaft. And this is where I kind of blipped out, guys, but where, where, where it blipped out. So basically, they go down an elevator shaft. And, they're like, and I love how Thomas Shane's, where's, where's your faith at, brother? Where's your faith at? Oh, there's, there's where we're supposed to go. So they jump. Everybody else jumps and start mutants attack and an elevator falls, uh, which, so they go on the suicide mission to get tickets to give to the people that they love to get off of this planet. That's dying. Yep. Cause the last rockets are leaving. Yep. And, keep, um, keep in mind, sure I, put it I want you to keep in mind that whole rocket thing. Okay, cool. But my sure put it best. Um, uh, when I was talking to him, I basically told him, okay, the elevator shaft thing with the bomb and the mutants, that's all I remember. And he's like, oh, so you mean what Mythbuster proved wouldn't happen? Correct. Happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, he's, the, like, the he's like, okay. The stereotypical samurai dude in the group falls down the elevator shaft in the elevator and it hits the How ground and squashes working? a group of mutants. And when they all try to get up, a grenade rolls out of his still barely alive hand. Uh, also, the amount of way too close grenade explosions the people in this group uh, uh, didn't get killed by versus the actual ways they got killed is pretty silly. Okay. All right. So that's all I know about this. I have not scrolled any further down the Wikipedia page. But so I, take I it have offered you were not around. You didn't get to see the part where uh, your favorite dude in this movie, Mr. Pertwee, is actually alive. What? Yeah, his barely alive body is getting dragged down the chasm where uh, your, you know, not Bible thumping team of not heroes is trying to stealth toward the thing they have to implant the MacGuffin into. Uh, and uh -huh. they see Sean Pertwee, Captain Nathan Rooker, getting dragged across the ground by a mutant with a mutant blade in his shoulder, and he's still alive. Uh -huh. So, of course, wow. Loose Cannon, Major Mitch, goes down to get him. And half the squad dies. Wow. Most of the squad, including your brother, including your, your, your priest... Mr. Ron Perlman. Young 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 Ron Perlman? Get absolutely wrecked. Uh German dude, wow. gone. Uh uh Tamu's already dead. Tucson's already dead. Yeah. Everyone in that group except Thomas Jane dead in that moment. And later him wow. and his barely alive, I guess former squad mate, Captain Rooker are just sitting there and he's trying to tell him it's okay dude it's okay and out of nowhere thomas jane just blows his brains just kills his friend holy crap puts him out of his misery uh wow. he goes by himself uh actually no i'm sorry i'm missing one crucial part uh in fact here's where the timelines are going to diverge a little bit 
Because I'm going to give okay. you two different potential endings to this movie. And listeners, while you're listening, I want you, before I reveal which one is which, I want you to email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com uh, which one you think is the real ending. Don't watch the movie. Don't. Uh, well, they can't. How can they, they watch have it? On, if they're lucky enough to have anymore. it on DVD or live by a library that carries the DVD. Support your local library. Uh, so I'm going to pitch to you two different endings. One of these is the real ending. Ending right. one. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Just to clarify, everything you said up to this happened. point is real. Yes. Is, is canon Correct? within this awful okay. movie. All so, right. Okay, cool. So wait, hold on. Just to clarify, Ron Perlman's dead. Sean Pertweet is barely, barely alive. Yep. Uh... Sean Pertwee is barely is alive and then Tom- dead. Thomas Jane is okay. still alive. Okay. All right, go ahead. Uh, I just want to clarify. Ending right, number one. Uh, Thomas Jane successfully goes to the device, the big grill thing that is making more and more of these mutants, and he hits the self-destruct, and it blows up without a hitch, blowing up the entire planet. Game over for everything. All right. Okay. Ending two. He gets captured, and halfway through the process of being turned into a mutant, cuts himself out, makes his way to the MacGuffin device, is halfway through planting the MacGuffin device when mutant priest ron perlman in mutant form comes up and tries to f him up uh he okay. gets stabs the MacGuffin through sorry the MacGuffin, the MacGuffin's a sword shaped like a key if we haven't mentioned that before right it's it's a sword shaped like a key uh stabs through uh zombie priest ron perlman into perfectly the keyhole of the device clicks it and the device is a rocket that lifts off. What? Which one do you think is the real ending? Are you serious? Okay, alright. So, so, as one of the greatest literary figures said ever. I'm sure I missed a few small details, but those are the ones that matter. I'm going to go, so story one or story two. Okay, cool. So Sherlock Holmes would say the least, the most, the simplest ending is usually the most believable. So you know what? I am I swear, I'm going to go with number two. Number two happened? You're absolutely correct. And I'm so ah. happy you didn't, I'm so happy you ignored uh, uh, Dr. Holmes, sorry, uh, Detective Holmes um advice there because yeah no i purposely gave you a really simple ending that seems like abc all the plot points are being tied up and everything dies yay well, grim dark well see the or, thing about it is way overcomplicated stuff well the thing is i'm like well this is the director's cut yes people we watched the director's cut apparently there is a 10 minute shorter movie out there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> Admiral, if you can manage to find on YouTube later just the last 
five minutes of this movie and be as baffled as I was when he puts the key through the hole, the key being the sword with a head, the the tip of the sword shaped like a wrench, basically. Uh Gets it through... Ooh, sorry, microphone. Ow. Through undead zombie priest Ron Perlman into the keyhole perfectly, twists it in place. Zombie Ron Perlman wakes up from just a second and tells him, have faith, brother. What he twists the, the key. Are he jumps serious? off the platform into nothingness. Somehow survives a way too long fall. This is all while being partially mutated, by the way. Oh. He got well, halfway yeah. through the zombification mutation process before he yanked himself out of it. So he's doing all of this very mutated. And to their credit, more mutated looking than the Phantom when he takes off his mask. Okay. From the fan of the opera? Correct. Okay, cool. Uh, um, and dang. the rocket, the, the device that he clicked, you know, that was prophesized in their seven thousand, several thousands year old, uh, not a Bible Bible, was about, what, what, the, the, the device is a rocket ship, and it they just yeeted it across the galaxy. You know who else is on rockets right now? all of the rest of humanity that evacuated this planet to get away from the mutants. So unless that thing is on a direct course for the sun, humanity's kind of half. Wow. Because that, uh, uh, yeeting this device into space does nothing for the people on Earth that are already being zombified. Wow. Absolutely nothing. Wow. The last shot of the movie is, uh, Thomas Jane on the ground looking up at the rocket ship that's launching out of Atmo trying to light a bent cigarette and giving up and going ah screw it and that's it (laughs) that's the end of the movie wait it just it just cuts to black that's it yep it just cuts to black after he fails to attempt a uh, fails to light a uh a messed up cigarette that's it that's wow. the movie the you know, the plan all along was not to destroy the device that's creating the mutants it was just to move it over there wow that was the plan all along that's what the key provided by the priests who apparently knew everything about this device was all i have to say is two words wow and wow that's wow that's wow that's the so wow my main criticism of this movie i hinted at it earlier is a waste of potential can you imagine how cool it would be to have a better budgeted better written mini series of multiple episodes revolving around the lore of this device the corporations and their never-ending conflicts the individual characters and where they come from. I wish we could see more uh, prequel flashback stuff of Thomas Jane and Sean Pertwee being uh, trench mates. Buds? You know? Best buds? I, I wish we oh, could have seen okay. a battle from opposite sides with Thomas Jane on one side and uh, the, the captain. Uh, sorry, what's his freaking name? Steve Tucson, Captain John McGuire on the other side because he hints at yeah i was on the other side of that battle that you fought in and now we're buds wow. 
and then he immediately dies. All right. So all I got to say is apparently in the production, this was supposed to be a movie in the mid nineties and John Carpenter. Yeah. The thing John Carpenter, also Christine's John Carpenter, also, um, the fog John Carpenter. Remember when we did Jamie Lee Curtis month and we did the fog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So John Carpenter was supposed to direct this movie in the mid nineties. Wow. And, but apparently because of the horrible returns on judge dread. Oh, and Crow Crow city of angels and Island of Dr. Moreau. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yep. And apparently it was supposed to go to 20th Century Fox and Steve Norrington was slated to direct, but after uh, a couple of days, you know, of delays, he was like, "Ah, forget y'all. I'm going to go do Blade." Yep. You know now, what? I I, I'm I fine do need to Blade. ask you, Admiral, how many times watching this movie, even without watching the ending, how many times did you ask yourself, "Are you sure this wasn't a Yuva Bowl movie?" Are we sure? Um, I'm looking at who directed the movie right now. Simon Hunter. I can't find anything else Simon Hunter has done. But are we sure it's not a pseudonym for Uwe Boll? He did. Ooh, he did Lighthouse in 99. Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, Which stars not really anybody I know. Mm. No. Not really anybody I know. Hold on. Hold on. We got more. We got a couple more. We got, oh, uh, Edie, E-D-I-E. That's his last movie he's ever oh, directed wow. was that one. That was in 2017. That one looks like that's an interesting. By the way, that's his highest rating movie on uh, that's Rotten unfortunate. Tomatoes. By the way, Mutant Chronicles has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's about tomatoes. right. 17. 17. So, um, Full Moon Fever. He directed that one as well. So here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system. And I I want y'all to pay careful attention to the wording of this rating system just for this particular episode because it does matter. Whole gem, amazing movie, well worth your time. Half gem, eh, it's okay, but it's still kind of fun. No gem, don't waste your time with it. That is, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Admiral, how we've always worded our particular rating system. Not how objectively good it is or not, but whether it's worth your time. Hold on, hold on one second. Let me check. Frida, can you check the bylaws? You got it? I just rewatched Dodgeball the other day, so you referencing the bylaws is amazing. It's it's in the bylaws. Tesla, you checking the bylaws? Okay, cool. Tesla's got to take out his little glasses. He's reading. He's reading. Oh, he's giving me the paw up. He's giving me the paw up. He says, okay. yes, that is the only reason I say that is because up. I already know the Admiral and I are pretty much on the same page of how to rate this movie. So go for it, Admiral. Yep. I think this movie watch not at not watching the last 20 minutes of this movie. I feel like this movie was a half it gem. It is just it's, barely a half gem. It is like as, 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 the butt maestro put it anything more that happens in this movie there are youtube videos made but there are star wars fan fiction youtube videos that have better special effects than this movie oh my 
my god, this looked like science fiction. Sci-fi yeah, channel bad. It, it was it if this movie had a better budget, had a better script, uh, and gave the actors more motivation to actually care, this could have been a really fun, not just one-off sci-fi movie, but potentially a series pulling from a lot of lore. A lot of pretty interesting lore, actually. In fact... So the budget was $25 million. It barely just made over $2 million back. So for a... Wow. Um, you want to talk about you want to talk about the uh, the, the music, music is interesting sir? because you barely hear it throughout most of the movie. It's uh, the sound editing in this movie is not particularly great. I tried to watch this while uh, my partner was sleeping, and I had to play the game of okay, two clicks up during the quiet scene because they're whispering. Oh no, okay, three clicks down because there are explosions suddenly going off, and I'm gonna break my speakers. Uh but. The little bit of music I heard was pretty good, and it's not super surprising because it was composed by Richard Wells, who you probably don't know his name, but you've heard some of his music before because he has composed for at least 50 different movie trailers. Um, He also did uh, Doghouse. I love Doghouse. He rescored the Thai martial arts film Ongbok. Uh, as well as he, he did the trailers for The Grudge, Inter- Infernal Affairs, Seven Swords, uh, Being Human. Um, decent composer. Did a decent job. I wish they would have given him more time in the movie to work with. Uh, maybe give him uh, a, a time to set up individual themes for different characters or at least for different factions. But I think I only heard maybe one thing in the movie that could be considered a theme that's recurring, and it was just a quick little motif. But the music is not the worst part of this movie. It is kind of indicative of what feels like a lack of caring. And I know I'm I'm bagging on this movie a lot. Again, it is barely a half gem, and I'm only giving it that barely half gem rating because, yeah, it was kind of entertaining in a really bad way but it wasn't it did entertain me yep um uh and so all the listeners out there that you know if if you're listening to it you thank you for listening this long thank you uh richard wells wikipedia page has one line that says you know he's a british film and television game composer and then it has a paragraph and then another paragraph and then at the very end it goes Wells lives in the UK with his wife Good and two him. children. And that's it. The, his literally his Wikipedia page is shorter than the description LOL. of Mutant Chronicles. Guys, look. If you want to watch this movie, watch it. I don't watch it somehow if you can, please. This movie is 15 years old. Wow. I just realized we we do have well, a hope, very old uh, kind of sub rating that we haven't used in a while, Admiral. But I think it'd be very appropriate for this. It's the one that we kind of sort of borrowed from Mr. Jeremy Johns. I think this is a, I think this is oh, a good time while very inebriated. How inebriated and with what? Up to you. Oh, one hundred percent. Exactly, exactly. By the way, 
Um, I just want to specify that we usually record in the morning, but tonight is a night one, so it actually works out for Good night, Dead Tom. Dead Tom. Good night, Dead Tom. It doesn't really Again. matter what Good time show. we record this thing because it all it, um, it pops out on Fridays. I don't even know what time on Fridays. It's kind of lingering. It's somewhere okay. between Saturday and Sunday now. It's usually it the the it goes between Friday and Sunday. That's a big window, and I'm so, just like whatever. It goes out. That's all I care we about. I just care that it episode, goes out. I believe the Admiral um, did have one more thing he wanted to talk about, right, bud? Yes. So, the Super Bowl happened yes, yesterday what, what a, for what a, a lot of people. Owl. Yeah, that's cool. Look. I, look. Okay, fine, Reddit fan. Fine, Reddit fan. I know what you're talking about. The subreddit of Superb Owl. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, hey, someone I'm online. also on that Reddit page Sir. where it just shows pictures of cool owls. Hey, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Um, so we decided, wow, this movie's really not the best movie, right? Like it's not, it's not the best movie at all, right? I only watched, I didn't watch the last 20 minutes. The Bub Meister watched the full right. hour and 48 minutes. Man. Let's talk about Deadpool versus Wolverine. I believe it's Deadpool. I'm excited and for this Wolverine. movie. I don't think they included a versus in the title. Oh, granted, it's a Marvel movie. The title sorry, can change I, ten I, times I, between the trailer exclusive. and the actual movie release. Yeah, uh, and by the way, I think that's the only Marvel cinema. This was uh, also MCU the only trailer worth watching. The only commercial worth watching at all during the 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 superb owl broadcast. Okay. Okay, good. Cause I, the, time show was fun. the superb owl. The halftime show was fun. Usher really... really showed up. And I look, like I, you can win me over so easily with a halftime show, just include a marching band. And if that marching band is performing live in any way, even if they're of not course. playing live, I understand because acoustics in a NFL stadium are awful, believe it or not. Uh, they were dancing they were on their choreography they were performing okay everyone in that performance was giving it their all yes there are certain safety rails that these performances use like backing tracks that they can turn the volume up and down on and choreography lines and camera angles and things like that there are weird things about it uh my tldr my hot take of the last night's halftime show rihanna set the bar too dang high but Usher still played his ass off. Butt off, I'm sorry. All I gotta say is... Danced and sang his butt off. All I gotta say is that the uh, Patron would agree with you. But all I gotta say is that I know I know that Kansas City was gonna win because Taylor Swift means too much to the NFL. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know this is a weird conspiracy theory, but... You kind of got to keep the Swifty fans happy in order to make them watch next season. Sorry. Oh, no. The NFL is absolutely enjoying the extra publication they're getting from people who would normally not be NFL fans. Yep. Uh, uh, I was at Swapper Jacks yesterday, and a Krusty comes up to me, and she's like, she's like, you're watching the game? I was like, no. And she's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, 
you want to know? And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I'm probably going to do a double feature of Shaft 2 and Shaft 3. And then to top it off, I might do the Samuel L. Jackson Shaft movie from uh, the late 90s, early 2000s. And Why she, would you do that to yourself, Admiral? Because I love Shaft. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's fair. I love Richard Roundtree. Um, but the best part is, is the is the crusty just looks at me and she goes, oh, I was like, what are you going to do later? And she's like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Who are you rooting for? Taylor Swift. Are you judging me? Cause I yell Taylor Swift. Nope. But I'm silently judging you. I won't tell you I'm judging you, but I'm silently judging you. Sorry. That's my hot take. That's my hot take. It also take. sounds like this person was just marking for attention. I don't know. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Look, there was. are, I'm not she saying was. all Swifties are knuckin' futs, but there are a lot of Swifties that are knuckin' futs. Yep. Um, and also, guys, um, I, I also have another hot take. We're going to talk about uh, Deadpool Wolverine in a second. Um, but if this country gave a fraction a fraction a, sh- a sheer fraction of what they do about the NFL in anything else in this country we we would be the best country on earth again we would be the best co- even a fraction i don't care what it is i don't care if it's about like the environment i don't care i'm skirting around a bunch of things because i don't want to say anything that might upset some people right. but it if we gave a fraction of what we do about major sports in this country that they do in other countries, we would be back on top. Yep. But you, hundred percent, but you know what, but you know what does tend to be a great unifier for a short time. Exactly. Sorry. That's my, um, you know what? That's my soapbox. I'm sorry. I had to take it from you, but maestro, I'm so sorry. But it's okay. It's we, just, we rent it from each other. It's it's the store's soapbox. It's not even ours. Wait, wait, do we? Is that the only thing that lives in the time space continuum closet? Correct. The the soapbox is a tiny TARDIS. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's its own. <laughs> it's not big enough on the outside for anyone to fit inside of, but it is bigger on the inside. Well, so the thing is, me and Patron joke that the kennel for the dogs um, is their TARDIS. Is yeah, so when we go away, they go on adventures, but they make sure that they come back when uh, when the Admiral and Patron come back. <laughs> See, I would love to have TARDIS or a hyperbolic time chamber in real life. That way I could go inside at 3 o'clock, take an 8-hour nap, and come out at 3.01. <laughs> yes! Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay, so Deadpool 3... Uh, Deadpool 3. Deadpool, Deadpool and Wolverine... And Wolverine. I'm it's excited. Okay, he's getting it is through time by the TVA because the TVA recognize he's the only character in the Marvel verse that can break the fourth wall and have some kind of self awareness. So they're bringing yep. him in to fix everything. And do you want to say what Deadpool then calls himself, Admiral? I'm gonna say a different word because it it's very religious based, but he's basically Marvel's Messiah. Like, he's he's the equivalent to a deity of whatever religion you're choosing is. I don't basically. think we're going to get any trouble for quoting a movie trailer when you could just go watch the Fine. movie trailer. 
Fine. According to Ryan Reynolds, a.k.a. AKA Deadpool himself, because, yes, he was based off of Deadpool. Like, Deadpool was based off of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He says he's Marvel Jesus. Yep. That's it. That, that that's, it. that's that's the MCU and Kevin Feige straight up saying, we have no good ideas left. Which is a shame, because they have a ton of amazing characters and if they're out of ideas they can just go watch nando v movies and take one of his ideas because he seems very Thank eager you. to oh no i i yeah have you seen no his, i 100 seen his young avengers you. video yes i more yeah, than I any of the nando... other pitches he's done his pitch for a young avengers D style like fantasy with merlin and everything i would go broke watching that uh, I watched Nando on Nebula. Oh, nice! And sometimes, sometimes he gives like, like his version of Deadpool three had um, uh, another character that takes control of all the games. Oh, God, I forgot his name. Uh, that he, uh, I think it's Mimic. Okay. Or uh, Game Master in Deadpool Marvel Comics. While the Admiral's looking um, that up, I just want to say... Uh, games Master... Oop, you got it. I for, no. Uh, I, I can't... Uh, oh, Mojo. Mojo. Oh. Like the guy in the chair? Yeah. The, the yellow weird guy in the chair? Modoc. No, it's not Modoc. It's Mojo. It's not... No, it's... it's he Mojo runs a bunch of games um, okay. on his own separate in his reality. But... Um, Nando V movie suggested that Mike Myers plays Mojo. That'd and I'm be, like, that'd yes, be that'd be very fun. I, I would love that. Well, look, the Deadpool I... and Wolverine trailer, I think successfully hyped up that movie as if it wasn't already incredibly hyped up. We know it's going to be good. We know it's going to be a good Deadpool movie. Just what will the MCU do to follow it and make good on it? You know? Yes. So basically, Mojo is a part of a spineless beings uh, from a planet named Mojo World in a pocket dimension dubbed the Mojo Universe. Yeah. Sorry. I know that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but Nando pitched Deadpool 3 like two years ago, and that was way better. I'm not saying that this movie's going to suck, but I mean, literally this movie... And Captain America 4 will be the ones where I'm like, okay, Marvel, you better do something to keep me coming back. Like, do So before we get out of here, thank you Um, as always to our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family for all the feedback through the years and support. We love you all so much. Please keep it coming. You can send all your comments and criticism uh, and questions to cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Yes, and also, guys, remember to take some time for yourself before you can help others. Absolutely. You need to make sure yourself is fixed before you can help fix others. Um, relax. Know there's a lot going on in the world. Just make sure to take some time for yourself. Yep. You're, you are you are human. We love you all. Take care of yourself um, so you can have the energy to take care of others and be selfless and make the world a little bit of a better place. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And 
And thank you, Marty and the Aragorn Zebra, for allowing us to be on your website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, remember to make sure to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye, guys. Love y'all. See you later. Bye. I watched the movie, guys. The last 20 minutes. I found it online for free um, on a website that I will find. It's called Soap, the number two day, hg.co. Um, I watched it, and I stand by my rating. It's a half gem. It is everything that the butt maestro said and more. Ron Perlman looked great in makeup. He looked phenomenal zombified, because you know why? When you get Ron... Perlman, you get him to look zombified. This is a movie that you put it on in the background while you're doing a D&D campaign. Put it on in the background while you're hanging out with friends. This is a movie that you watch with friends to see how bad it is. But it's not too bad. It's just enough where you can be like, I'm interested. I'm invested in the story. Wow, that's an intriguing thing. And yes, guys, of course, as always, in the background is Columbo. While I'm editing the podcast. No joke, people. Have a wonderful day. See you later. See you next week. You.